Well, I didn't buy Billy Joel's greatest hits because that okay, album okay. stinks <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's just, I mean. I'm, Which volume? <laughs> right. Well, just three I have. Three is the best. Oh, uh, yeah. Those must be the best ones. Previously, a Billy Joel A to Z, River of Dreams album wrap-up. Hey, where the, where's the ledger, Frank? Let yeah. me look at last year's receipts. He's an idiot in the sense of being a musician. But it's very rare <laughs> oh, if you're nice. that musically talented to also know accounting. But his dream is to play Hammond organ in some bar band somewhere in Hamagandia. Yeah. And none of that was enough to get him to say, all right, fine, I'll do one more. It'd be awesome to hear the Great Wall of China mixed totally differently. It's funny you should say that. I was talking to my friend Artie Rip. And he said he's planning that for the 30th anniversary of River of Dreams. And now, the explosive conclusion of the River of Dreams album, Wrap Up. It's all about It's a cool song. It is a cool <laughs> song, and that should probably bring us to the rankings because I'm getting a little confused when I hear Paul play them. Yeah, you're totally screwing up the rankings because every time you play a song, I'm like, ah, I should have it higher. Yeah, exactly. But I'm sticking to my guns on this one. Okay, this is my favorite part. Let's hear it. Do you want me to go first, or Alon, do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first this time because I think you went first last time. All right, I will tell you, Alon, that I'm going to go 10 to 1. I'm going to go backwards this time. Oh. Because it's Sh- too obvious what my least favorite one is, so I, okay. I, there's no surprises there. <laughs> so should I do the same also? Should we all go backwards? Yeah, I think we should go, yeah. Fun. Okay. Because it's not like the other albums where we know we have favorites. Nobody, nobody knows. This album is so weird that there's no way I could possibly know what your favorite song is, or Paul's in this case, because sometimes we know it's always going to be, you know, was it Dancing in the Dark? What is that stupid song? <laughs> <laughs> Temptation? <laughs> That turnstiles oh. one. Oh yeah! Every, um, all you want to do is dance. All you want to do is dance. Yeah, all you want to do is dance. So uh, yeah, I think we should all go backwards this time. Go to number one. So yeah, go. Let's see what you got, Alon. Okay, so number ten, I have a minor variation. To me, it's not very remarkable. Just a bluesy song that could be made by anybody. The next song at number nine, I have two thousand years, and I Ooh. feel bad about that because I loved your <laughs> oh, version, thanks. Paul. Yeah. But to me, it's just a little too slow. I wanted something a little more uh, exciting there. Then I have The Great Wall of China. Then I have Blonde Over Blue, which I do like. These are all songs I like, but, you know, hey, it's a good album. Then I go to All About Soul. Then Shades of Grey, which I would have higher if it didn't have the Baba Booies in it. Baba Booey. <laughs> but I think it's still like a really cool song. Then... At number four, I have No Man's Land. I love that line, the everybody's all excited about it. That, that's a great way to get into the chorus of a song. Then I have Famous Last Words, which I like a lot. I really like this song a lot. The only thing I don't like is the, that line, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That whole bridge is corny. But otherwise, I think it's a great song. At number two, I have The River of Dreams. It's overplayed, but I can't deny that it's an iconic song, so I have to put it up there. And at number one, the best song on this album is Lullaby. Is Lullaby. Sorry, Dave. Ugh, it's great. Nuts. Well, that's pretty good. I, a lot of mine in the middle are like yours, but wait do you hear this, Frank. This is insane Dave Juskow shit. 
Uh, ten is obviously a lullaby. That song just stinks. <laughs> all right, all right. I stand it so wow. much. Nine is Shades of Grey, because that song stinks too. <laughs> it stinks on ice. It stinks on ice. Eight, I have, ironically, Blonde Over Blue, which was funny because I had it in the hidden gems list, but as you know, I remember I took it off. As we went through the podcast, it, it didn't end up on the list, so I took it off. So now that's number eight. Seven, I have a minor variation. I do not hate that song. I, there's something about it I like very much. And six is 2,000 years, and that could have been higher up, but I'm just getting to know that song. And five, I have All About Soul, and that should have been, and you, I think, had All About Soul at five, too. We all have that both at the halfway point. I had it at six. Oh, right. So that song's confusing for me because I like it a lot, but there's something about it, and it's nobody's fault but mine. It depresses me also. Mm. And again, it could have something to do about that day at Saturday Night Live, which you could never understand because I had a great time that night. And like I said, I think I met Billy Joel that night, but there's something haunting about that song that bothers me, which is why I like the motorcycle song better, because I obviously like the melody. Then No Man's Land, which I've always really liked, and just like you're saying, that everybody's all excited about it. I mean, that, that just works. Then The River of Dreams, which is a great song, and I could have made that number one, but... I, it just and then and then number two, I have the Great Wall of China because that song has been in my head since we started doing it, and I can't get it out. So I've been enjoying it. And number one is famous last words. I was very oh. surprised at my order when I made it, and when I looked at it again today, I said, "No, I I think that's it, at least for 2023." I'm surprised how much we had in common there in our top five or six, pretty much. Yeah, the middle seems to be uh, besides lullaby. Yeah, the extreme and lullaby was was different for you guys, Dave. If you ever um, in- introduce um, if you ever reveal the winner of an Academy Award on stage, or if you ever get an Academy Award on stage and they had walk off music for you, like you're still talking and they're trying to get you off the stage, well, I'm going to write a, a sincere, strongly worded letter to the Academy to play this for you uh, as your walk off music as you're talking. Just. Just to drown you out. Oh, just to drown you. Well, right, my walk. But like, no, wait, wait, wait. I still want to thank some people. Uh, please, uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein. He's been amazing. Uh, Bill Cosby, one of my favorite people ever. He really got me into comedy. Uh, Woody Allen. He's uh, tell, showing me how to do it. And <laughs> why are they playing me off? I don't understand. There you go. All right. That's hilarious. Well, and that is the perfect yeah, walk Yeah, just well, let's let the Academy know that. I'm going to request they play that. When you win me. the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, if you really want to get my goat. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Nobody has any idea. You love hearing a musician's list because it varies from anyone else's list. All right. So, all right, Paul, you are on. Number 10, a minor variation. I dig what he's going for here. I like Memphis blues, love the stacks kind of horns, uh, but it's, it falls short. I think he does it better on um, Storm. I think when in Rome on Storm, there's a bunch of songs that he kind of hits this this place a little better. And this or one, House of Blue Light. House of Blue Light. <laughs> I, you know, there's something about the bass line I like about minor variations, so I had a little higher up. Yeah. But if you both hate it, then I'll hate it. I don't too. hate I mean, that's a, let me preface. Well, you know what I mean. If yeah. it's both your last song, then I'm out. Yeah. Of the, of this batch, that's my last song. But 
Yes, amount of variation number ten. Uh, number number nine. I'm actually gonna go with Shades of Grey on there. I, I, you know, I think yes. that song's a bit too busy, and Probably. I dig the message of it. I like the like as we all get older, we we we, we right. We we don't go to extremes. There's more nuance. There's more of Shades of Grey, right? Um, we don't see life in black and white. I dig that as a, as a message and a technique to write for. But I think this whole kind of like power trio cream classic thing i think it just falls short like and then he's doing his like kind of hendrixy voice on it's just maybe that's the muppet voice you're talking about yeah maybe Alon. that's the one yeah Alon. i was thinking that's that the same closest. thing ba, 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 ba. yeah it's a little weird ba, ba, boy. Shades of gray. that yeah yeah it's strange uh so that's nine for me eight eight i you know no man's land is is great uh but i'm putting it at eight i don't know Ooh, shocker for me I mean, I grew up on the island that he's talking about, and I, you know, I mean, what do you, what, what's, I don't understand. Was he against strip malls and tanning salons? What's, what's wrong with this guy? I mean, this is a part it's of the It's odd fabric. to say that since the Village Green apparently is a strip mall. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> he grew up on that island, too. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's a nice way to say, you know, you're anti-commercial, but. What's wrong with a, a motel getting HBO down the... I mean, I don't know. It's just some, Nothing is wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, right? So safe to say you're not all excited about uh, it. Not all, <laughs> as much. Not as much. No, apparently not everybody is all excited about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go with Great Wall of China next. Um, yeah, I had a feeling I was off on that. I dig the beatles chorus. I like all those kind of strings that are happening in the song and all the vocals and stuff and the way... We call it that glissando, like the all that, the, all that kind of Beatlesy production on the chorus is cool. The verse doesn't really do it for me. I don't know about that verse. It feels yeah. a little. That's kind of his blue blues rock thing that he does. And uh, I, I think the problem is that with a lot of these verses, I could not like these songs because I like certain parts of the song, but they're not full songs an enjoyment factor for me. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Although I don't think he ever tried the, the chorus of great wall of China. He's never done something quite like that in the rest of his catalog. And it actually is pretty cool for him. It's pretty exploratory. Certainly that outro, that kind of Beatlesy descending outro. That's pretty cool for Billy blonde over blues next for me. I'd like the chorus so much that Roy Orbison thing. I love that chorus. What a, what an awesome and a lot of cool images in that song. But again, the verse with that kind of cheesy synth string sound, very much of his time. Uh, the one I said, it's just like uh, Touch and Go by the Cars. Yeah, the, the whole, thing. you know, it's just that, that psycho thing going on there. I don't know. He could have, they could have done better. Wait, can you play it? I, I could play it. I could play it. Uh, that's like, oh this. my God, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. Wow. Right? Yeah. You got it exactly. <laughs> Strange. See, why would you not like that? <laughs> now that it sounds like, yeah, I get that. But it does the job, right, of creating the tension and the release. Uh, yeah. It does the job. Um, cool Roy Everson chorus, like that. Okay, next, where are we? Okay, I'm going to go River of Dreams next. The Excuse me, The River of Dreams. That's at four? Are you at four? I'm at four. This is the fourth. Four. River of Dreams is four. Okay. I think this. we all had it down pretty, like around that place yeah i mean awesome fun song cool production 
things don't really age that well with the song sonically for me, like the, the bongo loop, the percussion loop that starts it. It's very <laughs> 1993. And also the... Knowing this video, have you guys seen the River of Dreams video recently? The sepia tone. Of course we have. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we hate it. It that does not age as well. I mean, it's awful. Like, is Billy Joel's a, a gospel singer? Like, it's just weird, right? A gospel it's singer. A weird Southern gospel church in, in, Connecticut. in Connecticut, right? <laughs> and they're using gospel imagery, and it just it kind of gives it skeeves me out a little bit. Like, it's got this kind of race component. It's just weird, right? It, it bothers us too. Yeah. We said this on the pipe. We were very upset by it, and not enough Christy Brinkley. Right. It's like one little flash of her painting. And yeah, it. it's like, what are you, the stupidest people ever? I mean, at least they got it right in Uptown. Well, why don't we use your wife? Oh my God, of course. <laughs> Right. Well, they were on the outs maybe by then. Uh, maybe she didn't want to put a full filming day in. There's like ladies. She's a, a model who would always want to be on camera. I don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like ladies, pretty ladies under That's a waterfall. That's his choice or a gay director. I don't know which was okay. worse uh, at that time. River Dreams number four. Uh, and then I am at Famous Last Words. I really like that song a lot. I feels. I don't know if he could have written a better goodbye song than that. What would you have written? I've loved these days. I mean, you know, like this is right up there from the writing of it. I think it's a really, really well done song. And it hits that end of summer feeling for me, the beginning of autumn, you know, they're pulling all the moorings up or gathering at the Legion Hall, right? Like it just hits that like vacation town closing up for the season vibe. It really does hit that for me. Um, love, love that song. I'm at a toss-up in number one, but if I had to choose today, guys, I would uh, go with Lullaby as number two uh, for me. I think that is just a, it's a gorgeous song. Sorry, Dave. The string arrangement with the French horn is really beautiful. I don't know anyone else that who would ever write a lullaby like this. It's like a Brahms romantic lullaby. It's just gorgeous, gorgeous melody. I think it's just top notch Joel in the writing. And what a way to 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 talk talk to your daughter with this beautiful imagery. I mean, pretty amazing, right? It probably is the best probably is the best in my mind song about from a parent to a kid. Right? I mean, you could rule out cats in the cradle. <laughs> <laughs> oh god there's another one that's been haunting me my entire life the worst song ever <laughs> it's better than that right and the message is it's better 10 times better than that you are absolutely okay, so right in that i cannot genre, handle songs like that in that genre of parents writing songs to their kids what what else comes to mind i don't know uh well i think of mccartney writing hey jude but that wasn't to his kid but you know there are there's a there's a tradition of Adults speaking to children in songs. Harry Nielsen wrote a bunch of them. I don't know. This one feels like a really great one. My favorite, if you flip it, of a uh, song about kids talking to parents is Hello, Mada. Hello, Fada. Here I am at Camp Granada. There you go. There you go. That guy was so full of himself. He, uh, I think he just died of having too much fun. He did. <laughs> he, he was such a superstar. He went crazy. Yeah, he did. With that song Hello, and his my. album. <laughs> Isn't the album called My Son the Star or something? I think so. Like it's it, something that, yeah, right? It was a whole theme with it's him, It's a right? legendary album, which has an actually better song on it, which uh, was, uh, you know, that Irish song, Shake Hands With Your Uncle Mike, but he does the Jewish version. 
What's Shake that? hands with your uncle Sid, my son, and here's your cousin Shoyle, <laughs> and here's your cousin Helen, who expects another girl. <laughs> wow, was he? Was he? Ex- this is why the Beatles were so important because this is what pop music was before the Beatles came around. You it got was that crap right. Like that, it was all novelty songs. Yep. Well, I th- that's all it was. I think you're right, but I think novelty songs still exist, uh, sadly. But um, but they won't go to number one. They won't go to the number Monster one. Monster Mash yeah. isn't going to go to number one today. No, it they should. would. It mm. should. I, think I love they it. did. Uh, what about the streak? Didn't we say that when Billy Joel got screwed because the streak was at number one? Yeah, but that was fifty years ago, Dave. I'm talking about today. This mm. was yeah, but this was already in the '70s when the Beatles had changed the music. All right, so they I'm still saying those stupid novel. Uh, who let the dogs out? Remember, Billy Joel kept getting screwed by these two novelty yeah. songs. There's some. That's yeah, true. he got held out of number one with "River of Dreams" because <laughs> of who let the dogs out. Ridiculous. The Baja Man, <laughs> which is still popular, more popular than "River of Dreams." That's ridiculous. The Baja Man. How can that be? Oh my God. It was about that's actually about ugly women at the club. It's not about dogs. Oh, oh! That's for real. No, for really? real. Really? Is that true? We, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Of course, it's true. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the misogyny, I tell you. You were allowed to do that back then. Yeah, you were. You're allowed to do a lot of things back then, Dave. We don't talk about them all in this podcast, okay? Well, two thousand years did predict the Me Too movement, actually. In the, um, he did forecast. Um, <laughs> it's isn't there a line in there that says? <laughs> So, so two thousand years is your number one. I, that is, yeah, that is my number one. Two thousand years, and um, that's how interesting is it? That? Isn't it? I told you a lot. I don't know. This guy, I played it today. That song rules. The changes in that are awesome. It's somewhere between a folk and a gospel song. Well, that's. I probably have to change my rankings because of that too. The way you played it and the way it is, and we, but we just learned it, or we just did it. So I gotta let it sit in my mind a little bit, you know, and then I'll probably change these rankings uh, by the end of the podcast. Yeah. Well, maybe, I, you know, he said a lot of stuff in that song that obviously, obviously hasn't come to pass. Like, like, like science and poetry. We're like, where is poetry in the Yeah, we didn't like that line when we did that episode. Yeah. Why put poetry yeah. in there? Well, that's what he was hoping for. But as I've said, during that exact same time, Sting, which is who I think he lost uh, best vocal to did. I, I don't know if this is the right album. I think it yeah, was right at the same time. Faith. Did the all this oh. all this time, which has science and progress. That's all. If I ever lose my faith in you, you, you yeah. say I lost it's my called, faith in science. Oh, is that what? It, oh, if I yeah, ever yeah. lose my faith. No, all this time. Uh, that was the record before oh, no. on the Soul Cages ninety one. Uh, and you're right that all this. Uh, if I ever lose my faith was ninety three also. On Ten Sumner's Tales. Yeah, so that's what I think he lost yeah. out to, and that has science and progress, and he talks about the church mm-hmm. and everything, and that one, that's, a, that's also a, supposed to be a futuristic one, too. If I ever... I love that's that song. That's a great song, right? So much. Isn't that a great song? It's a great... That's the river line run, FM right? Isn't that... Totally. The river flows endlessly. That's, that's the all one, this right? time. That's a different song. Sea. But he does... Oh, so I'm yeah, mixing them up. He does talk up. about religion in all this time as well. Um, like, like if I lose my faith, that's the one but yeah, I think two thousand years. All this yeah, time, the river flows. Yeah, maybe I got it mixed up. Right. In the fading light. Yeah. I like them both. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, two thousand years is my number one. Um, I don't know. It just ha- it just kind of rang true for me today. So, it's a it's a curious, beautiful song. I love that drum stuff that's happening, which is somewhere between Simon and Garfunkel's America and what Ringo does in the toms of Day of My Life, A Day in the Life. Um, and I, it just it got this cool vibe to it. I don't know. It's unlike any other Billy Joel song. It really, I don't think it's like anything in his catalog. It's just super cool. 
How interesting is it that Billy Joel clearly says in multiple interviews that his favorite lyric is from No Man's Land, <laughs> like of all time. What lyric? He says, raise up a multiplex and we will make a sacrifice. <laughs> okay. and, and apparently that's his, his, this biblical imagery skewed by consumerism. I'm proud of that. There are some good lyrics in All About Soul, too. I thought I made a quantum leap lyrically on this album. I th- I, I'd have to agree with that, generally speaking. I think the lyrics are great in this record. It's a little wordier than other records, too, isn't it? Yeah. It's wordy. Much more complex. Yeah. It's just kind of funny to, you know, a guy that wrote uh, Don't Go Changing, <laughs> or, or he wrote, you know, the... Oh, it is Don't Go Trader. I thought I hit the other one again. What do I? What did I used to say? No, it's, it's called Just the Way You Are. Yeah, oh, see, see, I got it wrong yeah. again. Okay, right. <laughs> so a guy that wrote songs like that and, and, and obviously so many other beautiful lyrically songs like, I think No Man's Land is probably my greatest achievement. I think, I think he's probably right from like a Dylan-esque point of view. I mean, he has glimpses of that in past records like Down Easter, Alexa, and Leningrad are great on Stormfront lyrically. There's a few kind of forays into this dense lyric writing but i think he there's a few on this record that are just really cool lyrically he's right yeah shake hands with your uncle max my boy and here is your sister cheryl and here is your cousin isabel that's irving's oldest girl and you remember the tishman twins gerald and jerome we all came out to greet you and to wish you welcome home. Meet Merowitz, Barrowitz, Handelman, Shandelman, Sperber and Gerber and Steiner and Stone. Moskowitz, Lupowitz, Aronson, Behrens, Kleinman and Feynman and Friedman and Cohn. Smolowitz, Wallowitz, Teitelbaum, Mandelbaum, Levin, Levinsky, Levine and Levi. Brumberger, Schlumberger, Minkus and Pinkus and Stein with an E-I and Stein with a Y. Well, I think we've come to the point of the show where we are going to take some weird Alon songs and (laughs) make them uh, Paul Lauren classics. (laughs) Now, we don't... Alon is giving him, giving Paul all the songs to choose from. We don't know what he wants to choose or what he prefers, but we are all going to find out together. (laughs) Okay. Well, Alon sent me... um, He emailed me this list yesterday. He vomited it upon me. A, a 10 song yeah yesterday alan <laughs> you knew about this like two weeks ago oh, I, I didn't mean this guy knows these songs backwards and forwards. i didn't mean that Come as on. an indictment i you know i alan i i read you know in, in truth what, what i love about these podcasts that we do together guys is in truth it is not very planned out from my angle sorry listeners but there is some something to be said about um you hear my piano flubs and vocal flubs and you hear me laughing and it's all happening in real time because I'm experiencing your parodies in real time alone. So there, there's probably some value in that. Although I look like quite like a fool here cause I'm screwing up your songs, but no, you're never screwing up my song. Yeah. You're not screwing up. Those songs are already screwed up. This is <laughs> crazy. Okay. <laughs> I, I, do you want to start with, you want to start with the very first one, the the one that kicks off the record, so to speak, the, the Seinfeld themed new man new men's land yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely <laughs> absolutely and you know when i when i sent paul that list I, I didn't even know this but three of the parodies i did for this album are all seinfeld related oh wow okay <laughs> is that right yes yeah, I, I don't know what was going on somehow this 1993 album just totally fit with seinfeld which makes sense oh, that does add up yeah wow interesting new stuff men's land. new men's new, new men's, men's land. land so all right 
I've seen those big machines go sorting all the zip codes. Blue canvas bags get filled with packages and envelopes. I'm so proud to be a U.S. postal worker man. But my day's ruined when I hear Seinfeld say hello, new man. Now I'm gonna say hello, Jerry. Then I'm gonna tell Kramer my schemes. And he's gonna get excited about it. We'll go to Michigan to return cans. Out here in Newman's land. Get jambalaya from the soup man. Out here in Newman's land. Keith Hernandez is a villain. Here in Newman's land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Newman. <laughs> wow. The new millennium. Newmanium. Wow. <laughs> what is it called? The Newmanium. Newmanium. Oh, the Newmanium. That's right. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. That's great. Okay. I like Lullaby. Is is Let's ruin a beautiful song here. Um, yes, let's. <laughs> or make it better. Sure. I can't remember. What did you do for Lullaby? I'm kind of excited to... I don't remember the parody. Is, give about. me a root beer. What? <laughs> <laughs> good, good night, my... It, what he means to say lullaby in parentheses, good night, my angel. Good night, my angel becomes give me a root beer, right? It'll Yeah, it'll all make sense, Dave. It'll all make sense. I must have the same reaction. I got to go back and get that. What? Definitely. <laughs> okay, let's, let's see what happens. No wonder I forgot about it. Again, my phrasing's a little off here, but I'm I'm singing these... Uh, I've not prepped any of this, Alon. I've, I've given it a glance over, so that, what you're hearing is me doing it for the first time, and I think that's kind of fun. Okay, here we are. Give me a root beer box a mug will do. Okay, well, let's start that again. That got me. It's <laughs> it's hard to wow, it's really hard to keep it straight as I'm okay. Give me a root beer box a mug will do. I wouldn't mind some A and W. I'm pretty sure you've got some in your fridge. So I hope my request don't bother you. And when you pour it, please don't tilt the glass. I like when it's all foam. <laughs> That's great. One drink and I'll go home But whenever I want more I never will be far away <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> this is the only version I sing in my head. That's why I put that song at number one. Oh, boy. That's... It is, uh, God you hear I like when it's all foam. I sound like Carol Channing, how shaky I am, because I'm laughing. Give me a root beer. It's just great. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Um, hello, Dolly. Exactly. Exactly. Um, should we get to another Seinfeld one? Sure. Yeah, let's do one more. Okay, Seinfeld adjacent, maybe. Let's do the... Want to do the No Soup for You one? Blonde yeah. over blue. 
That's, that's uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's our super that sounds one. perfect. There, it's just the <laughs> chorus of this one, right? There's no, um, there's no verse lyric, right? You just yeah, no maybe soup. it might be a really short one, right? No soup for you. You talked in line. You touched the counter. No soup for you. You pushed your luck and asked for free bread. Those are the rules. You can't have any jambalaya. No soup for you. You're banned for one year. To me, you're all dead. <laughs> uh, well, that's that one. Maybe a classic, but uh, still. Uh, we do like hearing about the soup episode, so it is a good one. Well, actually, there's two soup episodes: the soup Nazi, and then there's just one called the soup. Right? That's right. Yes, there. Yeah, the soup is the Kenny Banya. Episode. Right, that's the one my friend wrote, and then there's the soup yeah. Nazi. I love the Kenny Banya. Yeah, my friend invented Kenny Banya. How about that? Wow, really? That's cool. Yeah, and then when I found out who it's based on, I'm like, I was at that guy's house. Weird. He didn't seem that way. Wow. <laughs> Hey, Paul, could you try the shaving cream one? Yeah, yeah, let me see if I can get that. That's for Shades of Grey. I just wonder, because this one, I, I just want to see what you do. I only remember, remember I was playing that song, shaving cream, be nice and clean, <laughs> shave every day and you'll always look keen. This this one hits um, this one hits home a little bit. As I, as I, um, I developed a, a, a beard, a five o'clock shadow early, pre, kind of pre-pubescently in, in some ways. That's the way we picture you with a crib. <laughs> yeah, born with a beard. Uh, there was always one guy in school who had like a beard earlier than anyone else. Really? Yeah, that was me. In fact, it was just kind of I a, doubt it was a long. dirty mustache. Baba Bowie. At 16, my mustache appeared. I said, let's grow it out. I start to have my doubts These days I always shave Don't want to be ridiculed My face is smooth as a babe I look like I'm still in high school Shaving cream every night When I use it my skin feels alright No five o'clock shadow on me Shaving cream and then my Mark III The best a man can get How would you sing that, Alon? Oh, it's like let <laughs> let the best a man can get Got it. Oh, God. Gillette, Gillette, let, let the best a man can get. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Paul Lauren can save that one. <laughs> Woo. I liked it. Wow, that was weird. Uh, maybe. Well, <laughs> yes, thank you it for, was weird. That, that was weird. weird. Thank you for doing them. Thank you for always being a, a good sport. Oh, that's fine. I mean, when I, you play I, these ridiculous, weird Alon songs that. For some reason, when I love making fun of them when they're happening, like that stupid root beer, when you play them, 
I have to forgive Alon for everything. I'm happy to ruin my musical reputation and standing. I mean, even just that stupid A and W line just works when you're playing it. I don't know if it, I don't thanks. Know why, well, what it is. If if I'm laughing, it's it's working. I mean, I you just tickle me with some of these lines. Just, eh, you laugh at everything. I guess, man. You're not a good judge. I guess that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> you're too nice a person. Good point. And all that being said, Paul, thank you so much again for joining us on all these album wraps. It makes it so much fun. I am assuming everybody loves it as much as we do. They might not like that we split it into like 10 parts, but uh, that's what you get. And it stretches out the podcast. Remember, we're almost over. Nobody wants it to end. Right, Alon? Yeah, we need more time, and we need I need more time to think of uh, lyrics for We Didn't Start the Fire. So anything we can do to stretch this time in between is great. <laughs> and that is coming up. It's always great to have you on these wrap-ups, Paul, because it really helps us appreciate some of these songs on these lesser loved albums same here yeah like a new appreciation that's what it is it's amazing it really is a, a difference maker i think well thanks i don't know I, I appreciate that and but i have to say i think the billy why why we love billy joel is that we can kind of all of us can see through some of the strange production choices or things being very married to their time that the time that they came out in right and then what was in vogue at that time and we could probably s- see how great these songs are and stand on their own when maybe when you put them with just a piano and a voice or a guitar and voice. And I think that's where he shines. And that's why I love the Joel and always will. Yeah, that you're absolutely right about that. And as long as, as much as I like to make fun sometimes and just say this is crap or whatever, I like Billy Joel that same way and for that same reason. And it's amazing what an artist, when you can strip a song down that we like anyway, and then it even gets better or you see more things about it, which makes him the ultimate singer-songwriter. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Paul, this comes out on Valentine's Day, your birthday. (laughs) Is there anything you are doing you could promote perhaps? Yeah, well, like I said, I have this cover of The Longest Time that uh, that would have just come out. It just came out on Friday, February Now, I've 10th. never heard that song in the Billy Joel canon, but is it good? <laughs> Do people like it? Or uh, You know, I can't speak for my version of it, if it's good or not, but what I what I did was I wanted to take it out of itself, and I and I actually replaced all the doo-wop voices with a sample of Dave's voice. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I wasn't sure where that was going. <laughs> no, I actually did replace, I, so I rearranged it for a string quartet, uh, funny enough. So I kind of, it's just vocal, my vocal, and the string quartet kind of filling in all the other harmonic parts. And Fun. There, there is this kind of interesting melancholy about the song coming out of one relationship, you know, where it fails maybe and inviting new love in and i think it, it's kind of nice for valentine's day but it also rings true in my life i don't know I'm, I'm just kind of proud of the way it came out and wanted to share it with the world so it's it's coming out it, it has come out on february 10th take a listen wherever you listen yeah well we love everything you put out and speaking of that uh our next episode will actually have one of the main characters in the video of that longest time his name is liberty devito so cool and he's got something to get off his chest that he's going to premiere <laughs> On this podcast, next episode. That's awesome. Yeah, I know it is. I know, awesome. it's so exciting. <laughs> and as long as he doesn't listen to the previous podcast, everything should be fine. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> next month, join us again when we wrap up the Billy Joel album with the most hits ever off a of Billy Joel album. That is 1983's An Innocent Man, Paul Lauren's actual favorite Billy Joel album. Though This one might have 
made him get into songwriting, but that one started it all mm-hmm. off, as we know, as his mother would play it when he was a little bearded baby I love walking this. around the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's become myth, Dave. It's become myth. <laughs> that is our show for today, and we were we were asking Paul if he would kindly play us out today with the most obvious of choices, famous last words. Happy to do so. Thanks again to you and your beautiful listeners, uh, some of whom uh, have become my, my listeners and followers. So thanks to you all. You know who you are. Here's famous last words. Sitting here in Avalon Looking at the pouring rain Summertime has come and gone And everybody's home again Closing down for the season I found the last of the souvenirs I can still taste the wedding cake And it's sweet after all these years These are the last words I have to say Why it took so long to write There will be other words some other day But that's the story of my life Comfort in my coffee cup And apples in the early fall They're pulling all the morning And gathering at the Legion Hall Swept away all the streamers after the Labor Day parade There's nothing left for a dreamer now Only one final serenade
Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks, guys, so much. Thank you. That was yeah, a real for me pleasure. and uh, Alan Altman and Paul Lauren, uh, thanks for listening to Billy Joel A to Z. Baba Bowie.